0: This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 58. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. If you've been tuning into this podcast since the beginning, you're probably noticing a few things all top agents have in common. In fact, even the last 10 episodes give plenty of clues to the way the very best agents dominate their market. Today's interview is with Josh Anderson. Josh runs a team under the Keller Williams brand and is the top agent in Nashville, Tennessee. Look out for some awesome client care tips and how Josh and his team connect with their huge list of contacts. In fact, 75% of their business is repeat or referral. So with my 60th episode coming up, I thought now might be a great time to review some of these common success habits and actions so you can do a self-audit on your working day, week or month to make sure that you're doing them too. First thing I see is exceptional client care and follow-up. When the other agents stop contacting someone, top agents keep going. They also look for different and innovative ways to keep in touch. The second thing is the top agents see themselves as more than just a real estate transaction. And I've noticed how they look for ways to reach out, connect and help out wherever they can with things like recommending professional services or elevated levels of client care. The third thing is community top agents understand the power of community they don't just pay lip service to helping out they look for ways to really get involved with the people in their area and are happy to roll up their sleeves on a regular basis in fact josh gives a great example of this in our interview and for more ideas check out scott lackman's interview at topagentsplaybookcom forward slash 53 thing four is that their online marketing is as good as their offline marketing their websites are mobile friendly and they're set up to quickly respond to incoming requests from potential clients they use a quality crm plus other support technology required to position them above the competition in fact josh and i get into this during our call number five finally of course, prospecting. Top agents don't stop prospecting even when they become super agents. Listen to recent interviews with James Tostevin or Charlie Toomer, and you'll see just how dedicated they are to regular quality prospecting and staying top of mind with their clients. Okay, I think you're going to really like this interview with Josh. Let's do it. Well, Josh Anderson, welcome to the Top Agents Playbook podcast. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for setting aside some time. Um, you're a realtor in Nashville, Tennessee. I have to ask: Can you play guitar? And do you have a hat?
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, I cannot play. Gu- I'm not musically inclined at okay. all. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm originally from Nashville, and then moved away uh, to go to college, and then moved back. And um, so, I do not have any musical talents. So.
0: Okay. Well. Well. Uh, next question. Um, second best I guess have you sold any houses for rock stars
1: I have we have several several clientele that are um, either athletes or celebrity clientele
0: okay excellent
1: yeah. excellent yeah
0: well welcome and thank you um, can you tell us Josh just to get things set up tell us a little bit about your numbers for the last 12 months I guess my listeners are normally interested in like number of deals and, and gross Commission
1: yep so what I'll what I'll do is um, I'll give you where we are for year to date and then where we are, um, what we did for 2015. Okay, Um, sure. 2015, we did 239 uh, transactions uh, and it was about a little over 81 million in total volume. Okay. So um, that was 2.4, 2.5 in gross commissions. Okay,
0: okay. So, Um, And how
1: many in your team? We have um, myself and four agents.
0: Okay, and I and, noticed I was looking at your website before, and I'm, if you don't mind, I'm going to put your website on the show notes because it's a very interesting site, and I can see that you've got um, some. Uh, you put a fair bit of emphasis on support, am I right? And and client care that is, uh, individuals. That is
1: that's correct. Yeah. So we have we have quite a um, we have more administrative staff than we do um, agents, and the reason for that is just because our you know the level of customer service that we try to give to our clients and referral sources. Um, that's where we get the majority of our business. So, about 73% of our business last year came from either past clients or a referral source. And so that that piece of it's very important. We're not we're we're they're not transactions um, internally. We talk about transactions, but yep. um, it's not a transaction. It's it's relationships that we're helping. Clients and friends of friends with
0: okay. Well, I guess essentially also you'd you'd want to uh, the hidden value there is that you'd you'd want to be keeping your sales reps uh, doing what they need to be doing is um, negotiating deals and doing listing presentations and uh, and getting back to, to owners I guess
1: That's right. It kind of keeps them, you know kind of the 80-20 rule and, and keeping them doing the things that are Productive dollar productive or, or efficient for them. Um, everybody's good at certain things and, you know, we've got everybody kind of doing their one thing that they're really that's the best bang for the buck with okay. regard to their time and energy.
0: OK. Do you um um being in Nashville and, and you've got quite quite good market share from what I can see, Josh, are you are you getting the opportunity to double end uh, many deals?
1: We we do. Um, we have uh, done more this year than we have in the past, uh, just just because there are. Um, partly because of the inventory levels and partly because we are pairing up a lot of our clients or our buyers with properties that we know that are coming soon or listings that we have coming soon. Um, we try to give our clients the first first crack at as many properties as we can. So we have double-ended more more properties than we have in the past.
0: Okay, okay, excellent. Um, so can you tell, you, you're with... You're with the Keller Williams Group. Um, are Keller Williams number one in in North America at the moment, or uh, yes? Where, where do they rank in terms of uh, size as a real estate agency? With in terms of reps, I guess
1: they're they've they somewhere around 146,000 agents okay. um, total, and they are the number one real estate company in the United States.
0: Okay, and tell me, um, how does the Keller Williams Group? help you with systems uh, operationally and otherwise?
1: You know, I think I've, I've, I'm probably a li- little bit biased, but I've, I've always been with Keller Williams. But, you know, when I first got into the business, I kind of really put down on a piece of paper what I did not didn't want out of a company and what, uh, you know, I think ultimately it came down to I don't know what I'm getting myself into or what I'm doing. Right. So, you know, training and education and support was really huge for me. And I don't think, you know, no matter what anybody says, there's, there's no other company out there that does what Killer Williams does as far as training and education. Um, I would say they're probably more of a coaching and training company that happens to be in the real estate business okay. or the real estate industry than they are a real estate business that happens to have an arm of, of uh, coaching and training.
0: Okay. What about, what about in the background of your business? Do you use a CRM to uh, keep in touch with clients, et cetera?
1: We do. And so we've got, um, we use, we use a handful of, of different tools and, and things that, that, um, help us stay in touch with clients systematically. Right. So we've got, we use top producer for our, for our CRM. Um, you know, I, I, I think everybody struggles with CRM cause I think people are always looking for a better product. And really at the end of the day, it's the one that you're going to use, um, which is kind of cliche and uh, you know, it's tough though. Everybody wants something different out of a out of a CRM. That's why there's about 50 to choose from, and some of them are easier to use and, than others. Um, you know, it's one of those things that I I feel like Top Producer is the lesser of the evils. Uh, I've always kind of gone back to it. Um, I don't. It's probably because
0: you know it, I guess, and you got a you got a confidence right. with it. It's it's interesting you talk about that, and that that wasn't a loaded question. Um, and you probably won't know, but I am a partner with a software company out of Sydney. Uh, and that, at the moment, right now, that'll change. But um, that is just Australia and New Zealand. So I don't have anything to, to gain by saying this. But um, I get so many questions from, um, or so many messages from North American um, real estate people asking me to recommend a good CRM here. There seems to be so many. Uh, and every now and again, I make the mistake of recommending something. And it seems to, uh, it, it doesn't always seem to work out. They they try it and... Uh, and um so anyway it's easy now not to recommend anything but um I'm glad you've had success with top producer it seems to be a pretty popular model
1: It is I think I think as we grow it it that's where it becomes difficult as as an individual agent using it it's one thing and I think trying to get a team or a group of people um, using the same system and everybody being on board with it it makes a big difference on what that looks like Okay so
0: Let's unpack that a little bit more. Let's dig a little bit deeper because you'd be using your CRM to communicate with people and you probably use different things like, I guess, SMS or email or, or newsletters right. um, or, or snail mail letters, etc. Do you have an overall, um, uh, what am I trying to say, policy or, or campaign there? Or do you um, just use different things from time to time? What works best for you?
1: Yeah, so, so we use... So what I use Top Producer for, for example, is, I mean, I'm really using it as a true database. Like I'm using it. We don't do our transaction management in there. We don't. We don't use it for the newsletters. We don't do the drip campaigns. We really, I truly log into it every day to stay in touch with people systematically. Okay. Right. So, and that's what I, that's what I like about it. I mean, that's probably 10% of what it does. Um, I like that piece of it. But I feel like there could be an all-in-one interface that, you know, has a dialer if you wanted to dial from it, uh, uh, you know, mass text messages or group text messages, um, you know, built in, putting your newsletters in there and customizing campaigns. And I mean, you can do some of those things, but we've just, we've got different outsourced things, but it would be nice to put it all in one place and be able to log in and go, here's the here's the back end platform that powers everything it's kind of one dashboard yeah uh, yep. and and i know that i know that you can probably do that through salesforce and infusionsoft but those are those are serious systems to set up and and i don't know that i have the time and energy to put them all together plus the cost of them are are really they're they're not really that affordable for small businesses yeah. in my
0: opinion yeah well I d- uh, I don't know a lot about Salesforce uh, so I I can't really comment I, I am an Infusionsoft client through um, through marketing for this podcast and a few other kind of non real estate things otherwise I if I was in real estate I'd be using locked on but uh, Infusionsoft is a beast uh, yes it has some functionality but it is uh, it is uh, we call it Confusionsoft it's very difficult to <laughs> to, to navigate so um one of the things that I am noticing and more and more in the last year is is agents using bulk SMS because if if and you know for this interview I was I was SMSing you because I knew that you'd get the sure. message uh and you always responded straight back so I'm surprised that more agents aren't using a bulk uh SMS um uh uh, system or process to reach out and connect with with so many of their buyers and sellers because those that are are really are really cutting through and connecting. I guess with email, you're only getting what twenty or or thirty percent open rate is considered quite good.
1: Right. Well, if you all you have to do is go go somewhere in public and go walk around and look how many people. I mean, they've got their face in their phone yep. constantly. Yeah. So I mean, the goal is to constantly figure out who is your who's your clientele and how are you going to get in touch with them and how are you going to connect with them and ultimately it's if your website isn't mobile friendly and you you know send 1000 emails a week and, and nobody's responding to you well it might not be the right mode of communication for that right. particular person it's either I mean for me phone calls number 1 for the most part and text messages number 2 and and email is way way down at number three i mean okay. it's i you know just because i get so many emails it's hard to i could sit in front of my computer all day long and respond to emails and not get anything out of it yep
0: yeah not get anything or done. get it
1: or, yeah not get anything else done yeah. so yeah you know it's one of those things you got to have to pick and choose
0: absolutely that's interesting tell me um what are you doing right now to grow your business do you have a do you and your management team have a have a plan in place to, uh, to grow your agency?
1: Yeah. You know, we constantly, as a team, we meet every Wednesday. Um, and and I think we look at our vision, um, our 2020 vision every week. Um, I look at it a lot more than that. So we use a couple of things. One, um, just kind of an org chart of what our business looks like in the year 2020. Um, and so always looking three to five years out and seeing, You know what? What do we need to be doing today to find the right people over the next six months or twelve months or twenty-four months? Um, So we're looking at that expansion. I'm actually looking at at a copy of it right now. Just going here are the people we have to find. We have to we have to find a sales director and we have to find a director of expansion and some of these other things. You know, I, I think one of the toughest things in real estate is when you get too busy to be an individual agent. You you have to hire people on and finding true talent is. You know Gary Keller talks about it all the time, but finding true talent is probably the hardest thing. I mean, you think, oh, well, usually as a real estate agent, when we need somebody, it was probably six months ago that we actually needed somebody, so we hire somebody off of a Craigslist or Indeed or some website, and we don't really have a system for filtering through and deciding who's actually legitimate and who's not. And so, I think, I think our that's probably our ongoing struggle is finding talented people you know, whether they're in Nashville or, and, and I'm sure there's, there's plenty of talented people in Nashville, but it's finding the right people for the right seats on the right, on the bus. Yeah. Okay. And, and okay. so it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's an ongoing process. I mean, if I go to Starbucks and I see that, you know, they're really busy and the barista's got a smile on her face, regardless of how somebody's treating her. I mean, I, I, I give everybody cards and just say, Hey, if you're ever tired of your industry, let me know yep. we'll, for yep. the right talent. We'll find a position. We'll create a position. Um, and I think that's what you have to do. It's not always comfortable or easy, but you know, letting the, letting the talent get away. And, and, and on the other end of that is, you know, letting people in your organization that are kind of like cancer, you know, I mean, it it's yep. Yep. all it takes is one really not so good hire or one bad hire to, create cancer in your organization and, and your culture is totally different than it should be or what you imagined it to be. And you can't really, as the CEO, I can't really just create culture. It's It has to do with so many other things that are variables that um, are out of my control yeah. from a culture perspective.
0: Do you do stuff as a team? Speaking of culture, do you do uh, like non-real estate things as a team?
1: Yeah, we do. We do. Um, at least quarterly we're doing, you know, hitting our, whether we're hitting our goals or we're doing nonprofit events uh, or volunteering or, um, you know, just trying to do things that to get together as a team, to learn each other, to get to know each other better as a team. So it's just um, always being, you know, it's easy to get bogged down in the grind of, of work. And so we, you know, we try to do barbecues or go out to dinner and have a drink, or um, we go do some kind of outdoor adventure activity or something along those lines. We started a nonprofit in 2015 for um, for the Anderson Group, so it's called Rehome.
2: Okay.
1: And the idea. That. It, yeah. So the idea behind it is to um, September 21st is kind of our day to go out. Um, we we spend the year. Um, so this is the first year we've actually done it. So, um, we've already identified uh, a family in need, uh, through a church and we're going to go in and with contractors, we're going to go in and help redo their house. And, and we, when I say we rehome pays for it. Um, and this person probably needs about $15,000 worth of work to their house, a new roof, new, you know, several new things inside the house. And, the goal is to just be able to give back and be able to give back with something with regard to real estate or homes. Okay. And so ReHome is, um, it's Renew, Rebuild, Restore. Um, and that's the website is renewrebuildrestore.com. And okay. so the idea is to help people that, maybe it's past clients of ours that, you know, the husband has become wheelchair bound and they need a wheelchair ramp on the front of their house and they can't afford it. Or it might be, you know, like the 2010 floods in Nashville, and everybody's houses got destroyed. Going in and yeah. paying and helping, rip out drywall and repainting and you know doing everything to the inside of the house. Yeah. yeah. So it varies quite a bit, but it always, basically always has to do with real estate or someone's home nice. or house.
0: Well, yeah. it sound, sounds like a great cause, and good luck. Uh, it's coming up on the 21st, only a couple of weeks away. So, yeah. so so good luck with that. Um, You've got such you've got such an emphasis on client care in in your in your business um, right your your sales consultants are they are they prospecting themselves uh, with their own contacts or, or do they rely on support
1: uh, it's a, li- a little bit of I mean it's a combination of the two so we do um, we do lead generate together as a team um, we do call nights and we do uh, certain days of the month where we call all day long and we're trying to pair up buyers and sellers and look look for you know people that want to sell or people that are in certain situations that we might be able to help. Um, so we do that plus we have um, we have our uh, client care managers that do kind of the contract to close. They also call our clients and you know we're always conscious of hey if we're doing a good job, is there anybody else we can help you with? Uh, or anybody else you know that we can help um, or maybe it's that they just closed on a property and something happened to their house and hey can we can we be a resource for you as far as needing vendors or contractors or you know plumbers electricians so whatever it is we're trying to constantly be a resource and stay in their face and just add value add value add value okay
0: okay so, and so you're trying to so be much part, more than just a, a real estate agency I guess
1: Yeah. You know, it's, we just don't want it to be transactional. We want it to be when you need us again, whether it's 30 days after you sold your house or, or bought a house, or if it's three years, you know, there's, there's clients that we talk to on a weekly basis and there's clients that, you know, used us to, to buy or sell a home and we might not stay in touch with them. I mean, we systematically stay in touch with them, but they might not need us. You know, they, they might not ever need us again. Um, they moved out of state and just not need us. Um, or they might say we might get a call from them and say, "Hey, we just referred our our cousin who's moving back to Nashville," or okay. "Hey, our job relocation didn't work out. We're moving back to Nashville. Right? Can you help us?"
0: Okay. So, so, as as far as um your marketing going is is going, are you getting are you getting online leads?
1: We do get online leads. Um, I'll say that's that's the minority of what we get. I mean. Again, seventy three percent of our business is from some type of past client or right. referral right. from from clients or agents. So a lot of what we're getting is you know, we're doing more and more client events and housewarming parties and you know, things like that, like bigger open houses and neighborhoods because our presence our presence is pretty strong as far as a brand goes. Okay. And I and I so we've really spent more time and energy and dollars on events to To be seen in the community rather than buying online leads. Okay, what it just doesn't just doesn't do is. I mean, if we're going to do online leads, we'll typically try to target friends of friends from okay. a Facebook ad or, or something along those lines. Okay,
0: okay. I was thinking. I was thinking um, more along the lines of somebody putting Nashville Nashville real estate into a search and and do you come up and if they hit your website, what happens then? So.
1: Yeah, so we've got a couple of different websites that we use. I mean, we've got kind of the Josh Anderson real estate website, which is more of our online billboard. It's a very nice site. We just redid it, and um, we've got some drone footage and different things, and we've got it broken out by every neighborhood. And um, I think it's we we, we are going to continuously update it, but it's mobile-friendly, which is a big deal. I mean, for me, it is anyway. And then we've got NashvilleRealtySearch.com, and that's more of like a – it's a conversion website. It's um, more like a boomtown type site that has everything, it's uh, it, it's more for people that are actively looking to buy or sell.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to post both of those sites onto the onto the show notes, so so people can definitely check check them out. And for those those that aren't familiar with Boomtown, I'll I'll put that there as well, because I know you just mentioned that people are going to go, what is Boomtown? Because I don't know a lot of my Australian and NZ listeners will be familiar with that. Josh, tell me um, tell me in your view, what does the future of real estate look like? What's it going to be like in ten years?
1: You know, I, I've actually had this conversation several times lately, and I think I think the basics are always going to win out. Um, I, that, I just, I don't care what happens. I think technology is going to be in addition to instead of in lieu of. Um, and what I mean by that is I think that picking up the phone and calling people and um, loving on your, your past clients and your referral sources, there's nothing that really can replace that
0: no and i haven't haven't built an app for that yet
1: no (laughs) and i think that i just think that um i think the basics always win people always go back to the basics um i think in a good market it it um conceals and in a bad market it reveals meaning that um you know in a good market, I think you can spend more money and get away with more things and you don't really notice it because it's a good market. Yep. And in a bad market, you really have to watch your expenses and you really have to get back to the basics. And you almost have to just not get back to the basics. You almost have to double down on the basics. Yep. And I don't think you almost have to. I think you have to. Um, for me, you know, my team probably gets sick of uh, hearing me just talk about lead generation because it would be really easy to just turn on the, the lead pipeline and spend a bunch of money. Um, but I know that there's going to be a shift over the next 12 to 24 months. And I think some people probably think I'm crazy because the Nashville market is nuts right now, but I already see it on the listing side of the business days on the market are sitting longer and the list price to sales price ratio is the gap is widening a little bit. So you're not, predicting, not, not drastically.
0: you're predicting a uh, softening in the market.
1: I, I, you know, I mean, it's, it's real estate. It's, it's cyclical. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not if, it's when. Yeah. Um, but I I do I do think that across, and I'm not an expert across the country, but I do think across the country, I think there's going to be a shift everywhere in the next two years. Yeah. Um, and I might not be dead on, but it's going to be very close. And I, I just, everything that I read and everything I see and, and what I feel in the market here, um, yeah, I, I think you're going to see more of that. And getting back to your question, um, not just the basics, I think that I think you're gonna see more teams um, successfully expand, and I think you're gonna see more teams that can pull in top producer agents because I think there's gonna be a lot more people over the next five and seven and ten years realize that teams aren't so bad. It's kind of like if somebody could take the if you if there are ten things in real estate and you don't like seven of them and you can stay focused, you know eighty plus percent of the time on the on the three that you do love why wouldn't you do that yeah and i think if people start looking at it apples to apples of what they're you know and i'm air quoting 100% commission versus a 50-50 split on a team yeah. and they start looking at that 100% commission isn't really 100% when they're paying for leads and contract to close and employees and all the other things that go into it pay your office pay your fees yeah. by the time you do all that a 50-50 split doesn't look so bad when somebody can have all that? It's kind of like buying a franchise McDonald's or starting your own hamburger joint.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. You
0: know. If okay, if we're let's say that we're heading into this market, and you know whether you're right or whether you're wrong, um, but let's say let's say that that's happening. Um, how are you going to prepare for a for a tougher market, for a market softening, less listings, less buyer inquiry, less less turnover?
1: Well, I don't I don't think that there's going to be less listings and less buyers I think I think that it's for me it's not anyway because I I'm uh, you know as good as my business has been it's it's at the end of the day it's not sexy and it's kind of boring I mean I, I I tell people I do the basics really well and consistently and so I don't know that I think in a bad market someone like myself gains more market share
2: yeah, I, I don't know
1: that my, I don't know that my business is going to I don't know that I'm going to get a whole lot less listings. Um, I think that I'll maintain the same number of listings. I think that we're going to have to do a better job of educating and consulting and advising with the client and making them understand that, hey, the market is changing. You know, we can list it at this price if you're dead set on that, but we've got to really listen to the market. And after two weeks to 30 days on the market, if it's not, if we're not getting X amount of showings or we're getting certain feedbacks, we've got to lower the price. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, nobody can tell me otherwise home sell based on price. Sure. I mean, some people can say price and condition, but if the condition's really crappy and the price is good enough, somebody's going to buy it.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: So, you know, those are, those are the things I just think that I think you're going to see more, um, larger producing agents, either forming their own teams or joining teams. And I think. To answer the your most recent question of what am I gonna do, I'm gonna um, shift more of my business to really focusing on listings, and I'm gonna double down on lead generation and I'm gonna cut as as many expenses as I can. Okay. Okay. Um, because at the end of the day, I've got a certain amount of hours in the day, and I can pick up the phone and know consistently. if i if I call you know seventy eight to eighty people, I'm gonna get twenty somewhere around twenty of them on the phone. And if I if I call and talk to 20 people, I'm gonna hit my numbers yeah. on a weekly monthly and quarterly basis
0: yeah so as a business owner you're still prospecting yourself
1: Oh yeah, yeah. and it, you know and if and, and that might shift in some capacity but I'm not gonna quit prospecting and lead generating because if if I do the my business changes and if and if I do quit doing it or if I shift it it's just gonna to shift to go from looking for buyers and sellers to looking for talent.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I split my time between I'm looking for, I'm shaking hands and seeing people out in the community and looking for for talented people to join our organization as well as looking for buyers and sellers and properties that would work for those people.
0: Okay. What would you say, um, and you've been in business now for how long?
1: I got in the business in April of 2006, so 10 years
0: what would be the what would be two or three of the biggest lessons you've you've learned as a business owner growing your business?
1: You know, I I think um, I probably touched on on at least one of them. You know, for me, it's I never really realized how hard it was to find talented people. Yeah, and I think that I I, I know I'm I'm harping on that a little bit, but it's you know you can't you can't really outside of on the job um, you can't show me. You know, they've got plenty of behavioral assessments and, you know, personality profiling and all that. You can't test for three things that I've come up with. It's work ethic. It's having a great attitude no matter what. And it's common sense.
2: Yeah.
1: And you don't know those things until you get into business with somebody sometimes. And, um, I mean, it's amazing how uncommon common sense is and how, you know, people – there's a lot of people that have bad work ethic that don't actually think they have bad work ethic. They just don't know any better.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and having a good attitude goes a really long way. I mean, just being able to, you know, just have a smile on your face and show up and be willing to be coachable and, and happy and know that not every day is going to be perfect and, Really, in real estate, every day is different and the same a little bit. Um, So that, you know, finding talent, like constantly having to think and be purposeful and intentional about finding people. um, I think this far into it, realizing that the basics really do work better than anything, no matter how much we all want uh, the silver bullet or the next thing that makes us an extra $100,000 here or there, the basics always win. They always win out. The other piece I'd tell you is, um, m- most people, you know, most people don't want to track their numbers. And I got really purposeful in the last two years about tracking my numbers and we use a program, um, and I'll send you, uh, the website, but it's called CTE, okay. uh, and okay. it's commit to excellence. The, the website is I want excellence.com and, um, for me, it's, it's a, you can hide as many sheets as you want or do what you want on it. Um, it it will allow you to, I'm pulling it up and it so like my home screen shows the number of active listings, the volume and the GCI, the average days on the market, the amount of active buyers we have for the total GCI and the total dollar volume, number of pendings. We have 41 pending properties right now. We've got another 190 three closed transactions for $66 million, and that's $1.7 million in GCI. It shows me my cost of sales, my expenses, what my 1099 is, what my net is, what my taxes on that are. Um, It shows me in the middle of the page what my actual listing sold versus my goal is, my actual buyers sold versus what my goal of buyers is year-to-date in real time.
0: I'm looking at it now. It's it's interesting. It's uh, it's listing the critical um, KPIs, I guess, the key performance indicators of, um, yeah. of an individual it's got a training in business. Center.
1: Yeah, so it's got a training center with modules. It's got a business plan. It's got your lead generation activities. Like over the last 30 days, you know, we've gone on, you know, 27 listing appointments, 1,036 contacts. Here's how many buyer appointments held versus shown um it's got everything in here it's got the business plan it's got daily lead generation it's it just gives you a snapshot in 10 minutes you can look at here are all my listings i can go over to my cte whiteboard it shows me the number of actives how many of them are days on the market less than 20 20 to 90 over 90 how many are expiring in the next 30 days how many are closing this week versus how many are active and then I can click on listed this week, listed this month, and then it puts it in order of newest versus oldest. Yeah, cool. And so being able to look at that, I know that's a lot for for some people. But as a business owner that has other agents, I can look at this every day and go, huh, this person, you know, was sick last week and I needs to double up on their calls today and to, to catch up or, you know, to overcompensate for getting back in into the swing of things. Well, sure.
0: after looking at this, I can't wait to send you the new version of Locked On to try, because it's going to have a lot of these features, which sure. is exciting. Let's move towards winding up. Um, what, one question I always like to ask uh, somebody like yourself: if uh, if somebody wanted to improve their numbers, or they might have been in a in a in a bit of a tough spot, and they're not doing the numbers that they want to do, and and uh and you took them out for a coffee what what would be your advice what are the what are the basics that you'd look at to uh, to lift performance and results
1: I mean I, you know for me, I think at the end of the day, everybody's got a little bit different on what they want um, or what they what's important to them and what um, and, and their style but lead generation fixes everything yep it literally fixes it everything and and so you know, if if you're a face-to-face person, figure out what networking events you can create or which ones are in your city that you can go to and get a good impact. I mean, you're going to know in 30, 60, or 90 days of filling your pipeline what that looks like.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so I, I feel like I feel like a lot of it is is really just about figuring out what works for you. For me, phone calls work in the office because I can get the most amount of contacts and touches. In the shortest amount of time. Yeah. It, I'd have to really I'd have to go to networking events every single day to get the same amount of contacts every week. Yeah. So my goal is always, you know, dumb down all the way one appointment a day is my goal. Um it's it's always been kind of 20 contacts and, and one actual appointment. Yeah. And if I can hit anywhere close to or that, then I'm hitting my numbers yeah. consistently. So I would just tell people, I know it, I know it's a little bit scary. Pick up the phone and just call people. It's kind of like you got to remember, you know, whoever you're calling, they all put their pants on the same way. It's one leg at a time, and it's, yeah. you know, it's one of those things that you just got to do it. Yeah. The first couple are scary, but you just got to. And 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 I think calling strangers is probably easier than calling your friends and family. I don't know why, but oh, definitely, just,
2: definitely. It's just been
1: that way, you know. You got it's, nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah. You could be in the grocery line next to them, and they could have hung up on you, and you, you never know it was them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. welcome to
2: real estate.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that's the biggest thing is get over the get over the idea of not being able to call or ask for business. because um, if you're a secret agent, you're gonna you're you're gonna get frustrated a lot in this business when yeah. your friends or family you, you see that they listed their property with somebody else and they go, Oh, I didn't know you were you know, I didn't know you were an agent or I didn't know you were still in the business. Yeah. Or oh, I thought you just did million dollar houses.
2: Yeah, a
0: lot can be covered with just one phone call.
1: I mean, I, I, that was an aha for me four or five years ago that somebody saw some house that we posted on Facebook and he just said, you know, I didn't really think you did anything under $500,000. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I mean, I just kind of, I was like, ah, oh. you know, at the end of the day, that's my fault, I guess. It's mean, yeah. my fault for not educating them enough on who we are and what we do. And, you know, right after that, I, I posted something on Facebook with a picture that was, you know, basically said it's all about the relationships. It's not, it's not about whether it's a hundred thousand dollar deal or a, or a two million dollar deal. It's it's all about the relationships.
0: What is your average sale price?
1: Out of interest, so our, our average sale price is about four hundred thousand right, okay. dollars. Three eighty last year, and yeah. um, it's probably gone down a little bit this year. But you know, a lot of that has to do with um, that's higher than the average in Nashville. Right. That's for our team. The average in Nashville is probably more like 250. Um, that's because we work with a lot of investors and a lot of other other people that maybe buy and flip houses. And so we might get two or three transactions out of one of those, but the number gets pushed down.
0: And how many listings would the team uh, in total carry uh, at any one time?
1: Somewhere around – some, probably around 25 or 30.
0: Okay. Okay. And uh, average days on market at the moment?
1: Um a little bit less than 60 from from the day it goes on till closing. Okay. So okay. it's usually on the market for 2 or 3 weeks before we get an offer.
0: Yeah, wow. All right, well, Josh Anderson, I'd like to thank you mate. Um I've yeah, I've absolutely. learned so much. It's been a great call and a and a great interview. I know I know we've been trying to do this for a few weeks now and uh and trying to connect and you're a busy guy, you you're travelling around and there's a lot going on, but I want to say a big thank you. Thank you on behalf of all of our listeners everywhere. I think we're up over 120 countries now we're listened to. So I'd I'd like to say a big thank you and uh, and thank you for your ideas. And uh, I wish you every success. I'm going to keep in touch.
1: Well, I appreciate the opportunity. If you need anything or any of your listeners need anything, certainly let us know.
0: Absolutely. I'm going to post your details in the show notes. Awesome. Thanks. Have a great day. Thank you, Josh. Take care. The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly sponsored by Locked On, real estate's best software. For show notes from this episode, free downloads, your Locked On discount for life link, and Ray's blog, head over to
2: topagentsplaybook.com.